0: include some comedic relief in between there. <laughs> We're unpacking toxic masculinity. Now, before anyone comes for me, <clears throat> you know who, um, we have a man on the show today. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest for today's episode. Sundar Vaikunanathan, aka Sundar, aka Sunny, aka Sundar V on Instagram is an Ulam Tamil who was born and raised in Scarborough. Shout out to Scarborough. A corporate marketing and communication strategist by day, Sundar shares his perspectives on identity, sexuality, and masculinity through writing and live performances, which normally are spoken word and comedy. He writes, performs in both Tamil and English, which if you were following him on Instagram, you would know this. His (laughs) Tamil is flawless Sometimes I have to ask my mom for translation. Um, he is a regular on a very popular BIPOC queer feminist comedy show called the Nor the Wow. Thurka is going to kill me. <laughs> called the New Normal, which is produced by Thirka, and is currently in the midst of producing his own Tamil centric LGBTQ plus feminist show called Home. But we'll get to that because there's a lot to talk about there. But the show again back to that is coming in April. So, welcome to the show, Sundar.
1: Thank you for having me. Do you want
0: me to call you Sundar, Sundar V, or Sunny?
1: Absolutely not Sunny. Okay. <laughs> That's my white name, so you can definitely call me Sundar.
0: Well, what... Shoot. What is Sun in Tamil?
1: <laughs> Suriyan. Suriyan. Yeah.
0: Can I just call you Suriyan? That's no, weird. No, because Sundar yeah. means
1: Alekis. I, like you, so I why know, be-
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. Obviously, comedy is not for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... Yeah, welcome to Dash the Cuddy.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here and honored to be here. Uh, It's a show I've been listening to, and you've had such esteemed guests, so I don't even know if I'm worthy to be here, but thanks for having me.
0: Listen, I don't know how I convince all of you to come onto the show, (laughs) but thank you all for making it what it is. Um, Yeah, so you're actually my first uh, male guest, independently, minus her crossover episode, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't think of a perfect person to have on the show, especially... For this topic. It's a heavy topic.
1: Thank you. Uh, I'm tearing up for those people who are listening and can't see your face. Can verify. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Um, toxic masculinity. I mm. mean, like, how do we even define that? Like, what do you think of when we say toxic masculinity?
1: Yeah, I mean, before people come for me, and, and, <laughs> and I think there are academics and people who devote their life to studying these things, and I don't, so I want to be uh, forward in talking about it in that perspective. Uh, But what I define as toxic masculinity is anything that um, holds men back from sharing emotions, being themselves, um, and being sort of constrained or held back in how they react to things in general. So I think that's my overall definition. I think I was looking it up because I knew this was going to be one of the questions. So I was actually Googling it because I wanted to make sure that, you know, if I was going to get checked, I was in the right area. So one of the definitions I liked online... Uh, was to the socially con what's it? It refers to the socially constructed attitudes that describe the masculine gender role as violent, unemotional, sexually aggressive, and so forth.
0: What you said, yeah. yes, so, broken down, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting because like when, especially women, yeah. or I guess we're going to be speaking from a Tamil community perspective in mm-hmm. the diaspora, especially, mm-hmm. um. When we say toxic masculinity as Tamil women, we often get attacked because a lot of, or many Tamil men think that we're using it as a way of attacking Mm -hmm. them, right? But, like, the definition you just brought up, it was more um, about kind of what men go through, right? It's, like, how they have to kind of be put into this box and how they're supposed to behave. So it's not really an attack. It's just kind of addressing um, these stigmas and how men are supposed to be perceived and how they're supposed to be
1: yeah and it's multi-dimensional right i think um we often consume these ideas that academics put out for example this this title as so dimensional and stuck to whatever the definition is but from a from a human centric position we have to look at how are we evaluating this on a like a fundamental level of how humans interact with people mm-hmm. whether you're men or women um so on an emotional level on a mental level on a social level how do all of these things play into what toxic masculinity is and sometimes the initial reaction to that is oh she called me toxically masculine that means i feel like my penis is too small mm-hmm. right so like that is the sort of Knee jerk reaction to yeah. oh my god she's criticizing me because she thinks I'm uncomfortable with who I am, mm-hmm. which in 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 essence it is, but it also isn't. So I yeah. think there's the, that's the confusion and that's the threat to why uh, men have such an allergic reaction to it, including myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm and just because I'm talking about it doesn't mean that toxic masculinity doesn't exist in my life. Mm-hmm. It runs how I live my life, how yeah. I interact with people. Um, so I I'm always. Uh, the first to tell people that when I'm also talking about the topic to say, hey, like I know what it is and I know the things that affect it, but that doesn't mean I am like not subject to the same um, the same hardships that other men face in mm-hmm. that in that world.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why I thought it was important to have um, a man and someone whose opinion I clearly value and who's a bit more self aware of these things, who's also as a man going through similar things mm-hmm. on the show to discuss this because, um, like you said, oftentimes when women discuss it, and we have talked about toxic masculinity in the past on Dash to the Cutty, um it's always perceived as an attack. And what better way to discuss it, unpack it, maybe yeah. address it, than having someone who experiences it or who is trying to navigate it themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really appreciate the fact that you're here. Yeah, you're giving us you. insight into this and no one absolutely is saying that, you know, everyone is perfect. Mm -hmm. We all have our things to address, things we're working around. We might have been one way, you know, a week ago, and we (laughs) might not be that way today. So, yeah, definitely things to um, keep in mind. So, in terms of, like, how toxic masculinity presents itself in the Tamil community, how do you, as a Tamil man, see that? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you see toxic masculinity being played in to the Tamil community in specific out here in the diaspora?
1: Yeah, and I think... um... As people who've grown up in the diaspora, we've benefited both from uh, Tamil culture, but as well as the cultures we grew up in. Mm -hmm. And being aware and self-aware of both of those cultures has really helped me understand what the difference is and how toxic masculinity plays itself out in each of those realms. Mm -hmm. Um, From a Tamil perspective, it can be in any space, whether that's media, whether that's music, whether that's um, poetry and arts. Um, It's everywhere in terms of how we portray what masculinity is um, and the level of, um, I don't know, just like how we treat men in general um, and how we romanticize what a masculine man is Mm -hmm. in Tamil communities uh, plays itself out in many ways, whether that's in musical lyrics uh, whether that's in cinema through our wonderful stars hmm. um, and the characters they portray. Yeah. Um, and, of course, um, new media now, social media. We have content creators now who are perpetuating the same level of toxic masculinity, uh, which is the most dangerous part, I think, because we're here looking, reaching out to diaspora comedians and diaspora content creators who know both worlds but are choosing um, to... Uh, dive right into the same types of comedy and the same types of content that uh, perpetuates the same toxic masculinity and stereotypes and and things that um, uh, make men even more sheltered and and uncomfortable.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. So if we were to break it down a little bit more, just so we can give, um, I guess, our listeners examples, Thummel Films Mm -hmm. would be one of the biggest, I guess, um, influences of how these dangerous gender constructs exist, right? Like, we have men who are always these very strong, heroic people. Um, The only time they're vulnerable is if, you know, they've lost a woman. But Mm -hmm. even then, it's very, like, step-by-step on how you're supposed to react to that type of stuff. You know, if you do cry, you're supposed to be, like, drunk and very angry and um, pissed off. And then you have Tamil culture as a whole, which is viewed as this, like, a very... What's the word? like, a warrior-type community, mm-hmm. right? Where men in villages are considered, like, these broading like, big men who, like, do all this laborious jobs and they have to be tough. Yeah. Um, so you have all these, like, stereotypes and constructs that are being pushed onto young men, mm-hmm. right? And older men, because mm-hmm. I guess you can't really say it exists in one point of your time and you get over it. It's just your entire life, I'm assuming, is spent yeah. trying to live up to these um, constructs. So... Yeah. How would you suggest that people or other men in general just kind of like take a step back to mm-hmm. reevaluate it? Like, how do you remove yourself from something you're so um, engulfed in because mm-hmm. you have no choice? That's just how you've existed. Like, yeah. that's all you know. Yeah. How do you figure it out once you're like in your 20s? Yeah.
1: I, w- I wish I knew the answer to all of that. I think the other interesting part that when, when you started when you started talking about these things is we often look to men and say, okay... The men uh, are living, trying to live up to these expectations, but it's not just men. Mm-hmm. Women are also uh, complacent in um, uh, in bringing these ideas to life, in how they raise their children, and mm-hmm. how we um, how we expect Tamil boys to act, um, how we expect uh, Tamil boys to carry themselves. Um, I know, growing up in a family in a very loving family, um, uh, whether you know, I could be in a sad place, and my mom would say uh mm-hmm. or like these, right. these types of uh gender constructs around emotion
0: yeah
1: and that's not to say that my mom's not a loving person it's just what she knows and what she's grown up with yeah and I think the 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 sad part is is that's not lost at that generation it's something that we continue to perpetuate through uh, throughout raising our children of this generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the conversations we have to have because now our generation is having killing kids. And the worst thing that we can do is, uh, is know that this is happening and not hit it head on and have it a conversation about how this needs to change socially in, in all of our worlds. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I don't want to jump to the, the recent incidents around, um, uh, you know, a suicide you look, yeah. in our community. Um, but young men are suffering. And young men have been suffering for a while Um, and uh, I'm trying not to choke up talking about this because it is so personal because I've been there Um, and it, I'm losing my train of thought because I'm getting very emotional. Take take your time, take your time. It's it's very,
0: it's clearly a very um, important conversation that needs to take place because of these very reasons, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I even lost your question because I like I keep jumping ideas, but
0: it was just how do we go about dealing with it? You're like it's it's just not a man thing, right? Yeah. Everyone, women included. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So how do we have these better conversations around um, not saying things at the very least that are um, uh, particularly focused on our gender roles and idea ideas of what gender roles are Mm -hmm. around masculinity or around femininity or uh or anything like that i think that's the starting point that's the conversation that needs to happen and it's not even about sexuality immediately our Tamil people are our uh, our our, our sort of gut reaction and allergic reaction to these things is like oh now we're just saying that uh, uh we need to be open to all sexualities and yes we do but this is not even that like this is affecting all tri- all boys, not just mm-hmm. men who have different uh, sexual orientations or different gender identities. It, it affects all boys and all men um, around um, being self-aware, being expressive and like the basic human elements that we can expect from people um, yeah. but for some reason is lost on our on our young people.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's really simple and we're just complicating it, right? Yeah. Like we're basically trying to reprogram how humans are. Inherently meant to be, yeah. yeah.
1: And then, like, we add social media to the thing, and now it just makes it even more one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. It simplifies our emotions. We laugh at a meme that takes uh, a complex uh, situation, whether that's a relationship or you know being friend zoned. Mm-hmm. Like, how many friend zone memes have we have that simplify and sort of pick at what relationships boys have with other girls?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, yeah. that's yeah. insane. Um, but like, these are the types of microaggressions, I think that's an academic term, but like, yeah. <laughs> these are the types of things that impact, um, uh, the overall health and wellness of, uh, of, of young Tamil men. And, uh, the, the, the conversation always goes to, oh, it's about mental health. No, we. If you, if you're, if you're, if you're facing a problem, you need to talk about it. You need to find a therapist. You need to seek professional help. No, fuck. Everybody needs to fucking talk about it. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to make sure that their conversations are inclusive and aren't um, uh, uh, perpetuating this toxicity that is um, that is harming all of our kids.
0: And waiting for it to boil over to even get to that point. Yeah, exactly. I think they're very fair points. Um, so I, I think the biggest takeaway is kind of like talking about it, mm-hmm. right? And I think the older we get, I feel like we are getting to a point where there are, there are many of us, not everyone, unfortunately, but there are many of us who are having these conversations like you, for instance. Um, I think it's amazing that you do talk about these things, right? Because I feel like a lot of times, so around social media in particular, everyone thinks it's supposed to be like lighthearted, or it's supposed to be, everything's supposed to be a joke, everything is supposed to be um, not serious, but it's important to openly have these discussions, and it's not being radical, it's not being political, it's not being um, sensitive or Mm -hmm. serious, it's about being real, because you never know who you're going to touch based on that, right? Especially because there are so many younger folks now, like you said, this is stuff that we as women and men and anyone, anyone who's a human being being raised or adult, um, perpetuate, right? Like, right. I I think I can honestly say I've done that too. Yeah. And it's just the way we've grown up, yeah. right? Um,
1: and, like, even, like, going back to, like, music and media that we can mm-hmm. consume, like, double poets and, and, and sort of the, the music that we grew up listening to has all of these ideas sort of sewn in and we sing these lyrics, like, they, like whether it's about colorism, casteism, um, like uh, homophobia, they're all like sort of weaved in into uh, uh, some of our favorite songs um, and I think that's the, that in and of itself is a problem but how do we enjoy those things because those are childhood memories and those are important uh, aspects of art and preserving dumbness but also how do we take it for what that value is or mm-hmm. the value from it but also, understand it fully for what it is
0: so how, how is so from your perspective how is that something you address because mm-hmm. i know that you also really enjoy yeah music Tamil yeah. music mm-hmm. um and you love poetry like you write like yeah. you write beautifully but <laughs> you don't have to remove yourself from culture mm-hmm. right in order to be critical um, but still enjoy things. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because yeah. on one spectrum you have people who definitely see all these issues and don't know how to find the balance. So they are much more comfortable removing themselves completely from it, even though they might still want to kind of be connected. Yeah. And then you have the other half who feels it's way too complicated. I don't know how to navigate this. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Right. So like, how do you find a balance? I, just from your own perspective, as someone who does enjoy all these things and who seems to be very aware of, mm-hmm. you know, what you're consuming and how to consume it, like how are you finding the balance?
1: Yeah, I think uh, in in a lot of ways, I just pick from from the music and the and the in the arts what I want, mm-hmm. um, whether that's uh, whether that's melody, whether that's uh, the art of poetry. Um, none of none of the Tamil music that comes out from any of the Tamil industries, including diaspora industries, are gender neutral. Oh,
0: hundred uh, percent. That's yeah. like a whole conversation yeah. In itself.
1: Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's always about a man singing to a woman or a woman singing to a man. Very rarely is it about same sex relationships, mm-hmm. um, or, just, and, platonic or just platonic, love. or just platonic love. you know. Um, and so I I think even from uh even from a young age I I knew that that. I had to take from the music what 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 it meant what what or translate that music into meaning meaningfulness for myself Mm -hmm. and so that's what I try to do and then when I uh and sometimes I am disturbed sometimes I listen to songs that I think are amazing and then I hear about like and then I hear a lyric like um I don't know like I'm trying to think of a lyric. Uh, from a masculinity perspective, there's, I don't even remember the song, but it says like, like, or something like that. I think it was, um, and so um, that in itself is like, wait, so he didn't even know that he could be shy until he met this woman, like romanticizing around that and understanding like this expression of, of, of emotion is only. Uh, legitimized because he is in a, r- a romantic situation. Mm-hmm. A man can only be sensitive when he's in love with a woman. Right. Right? Otherwise, a man cannot be emotional. Um, that person, that man can't be sad. He has to be strong. He has to be cold. He has to be, you know... Um, uh like yeah.
0: It's kinda of like going back to the thing we were talking about with um movies. Yeah. Where, you know, if it's a love failure, then he's allowed to be upset. Yeah. But even then that involves getting really drunk and, you know, being super like wildly emotional in a sense that's very sexist yeah. and it's very um dangerous. Yeah. It just projects a very dangerous um type of narrative, mm-hmm. right? And I think that kind of takes me into uh wanting to you know a little bit more about like what you as a man or Tamil man growing up view as stigmas that are associated with masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, like what are they from your perspective and how do you think it negatively impacts young men, young Tamil men?
1: I think um, the issues that I faced growing up are probably similar to what, what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think that young men growing up today have a harder time? Absolutely. They are living in a hyper-connected world, um, and so there is no way to disconnect from the, the constant criticism of anything that you do. Um, anything that you like or laugh or, or share or, um, or consume is sort of monitored by your peers and waiting to be nitpicked on mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to, make, to make fun of or to, to pick at. Um I, I I wanna go into a little anecdote about um a party I recently did like a, a stand-up like an improv um sort of um uh set at. And the demographic was about uh early, late teens to uh like under twenty-five basically. And um I was making jokes and my jokes are about sex, they're about sexuality. Um they uh they're about waste mans and they're about dating mm-hmm. and all these things. And, uh, you can tell the, uh, when I initially started before I even talked about what these, uh, like got into the, 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 meat and potatoes of my, my set. I had a captive audience. I had the guys with me.
0: Mm-hmm. As
1: soon as I mentioned something about sexuality or being gay or being queer or anything like that, you could see the room change. You can see guys get uncomfortable You can see guys stop smiling. Mm -hmm. So, what is that? If I laugh at this guy, that makes me gay or that challenges my masculinity. Um, I can't enjoy this because my bro isn't enjoying it. Um, So, you can't even laugh with freedom around something that you would find funny, that Mm -hmm. you are actually uh, enjoying because you are so sheltered by what this idea people have of you. And I think that is like a very thumble thing as well, not just for men. But what people think of you Mm -hmm. and so when you're uh when you're a young man i think you're sort of in the same position times like 10 because um because you're so constrained as to what you can actually be
0: no very real yeah very real um you mentioned a little bit earlier about the young man who committed suicide who unfortunately is not the only young Tamil man who has committed suicide in the recent years mm-hmm. mental health i know we we talked about a lot of people associating everything with mental health but you know a lot of it stems from these like conditioning traits that or these things that we condition young men into having from when they were boys mm-hmm. before they even become young men yeah. right um many of them aren't even young men at that point yeah. they're still kids yeah. right so like you recently wrote a a very a very important post um after this incident that happened recently that went viral mm-hmm. um you want to talk a little bit about like the content of that post and why you felt so compelled that to address that
1: yeah um i don't i i actually didn't even know the individual we have some mutual uh, friends who are actually relatives or whatever and i and i'd seen the story and i'd seen the picture and one of the things that kept coming up around his story I don't want to mention their story, but uh, who they are, but um, was something about how nobody knew and um, and how he seemed like a happy person. And this idea that people on the outside who are happy, who who um, interact well in social situations and um, are are in a good place is is something that we we hear about all the time but never realize until it's too late Mm -hmm. and um being in that place uh as as a young person um who has thought about ending their life um it uh it struck a chord with me because the story was so similar to mine but i didn't i didn't go there and so even and and that story seems to be so repetitive and over the last year it's happened five, six times and uh, yeah, it just it it, it got like, it struck a personal note for me and then what I was seeing on social media was the sort of same platitudes that we see all the time it happens every time it happens around mental health and you know around, if anybody needs to talk talk to me, I'm like no bro, I can't, I can't talk to you because you're one of the reasons why I'm in this place. You might not know about it, mm-hmm. but something you said is not making it an inclusive environment to me, for me to spe- speak to you about. And the same goes f- uh, for my sisters and my, uh, you know, female friends who are, who are, who are perpetuating the same sort of stigmas and, and, and toxicity that impact um, uh, my life. And see, now it's getting personal. I'm talking about me now but like that's how and so that's what that's what that that post was about it was kind of like a almost a knee jerk reaction to this idea of like oh mental health solves everything mm-hmm. and i and i and i agree that there's huge stigma around seeking mental health and there's huge inability to access mental health which is the other issue right um there aren't enough resources there aren't enough funding programs there aren't it's not accessible mm-hmm. um but what can we fix and Besides the sort of clinical approach to mental health and all of those things, um, and therapy and all of those things that we can we can talk about, what are things in society we can t- we can how how are we creating better spaces that are talking about these things? How are we raising our children in different spaces? And um, how are we explaining these things to our parents? Because mm-hmm. that, in and of itself, is another journey that all of these people who are raising kids need to do, yeah. is talk to their parents about how they're raising their kids and so that's crazy and yet we still have you know this uh we have so much work to do i like i my mind goes everywhere like i'm like i'm jumping jumping to gender reveal parties and like gender cl- clothing and all these things but because
0: it's been the norm for yeah so long.
1: and then and then every time somebody talks about it people are immediately like oh you're too sensitive yeah. or like Oh, we can't do anything without being offended these days. Like, everybody gets offended. I can't be a content creator and create content without offending somebody.
0: But then these are also the same people, like you said, who want to talk about mental health. But that's, like, not always the case. But a lot of the times it happens just to be the end result yeah. of what you've been perpetuating mm-hmm. for decades. Um, thank you for sharing your story. I know that it's obviously really hard for you to do, especially as someone who who clearly has felt very similar things. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important, though, that not, you know, no one's owed Mm -hmm. anyone's stories, obviously, like, to each their own. Um, But I think it's commendable that you are taking that opportunity to, you know, call it out for what it is, right? Mental health is very important, but oftentimes mental health, um, yeah, like suicidal thoughts or depression and a lot of these things, especially when rooted in the fact of toxic masculinity start way beyond that and the change that we offer or the support that we offer to people can pretty much just come from ourselves changing and being more conscious and aware
1: it makes it almost feels like a cop-out answer to me at this point where it's like oh if you know if we did better and like had more resources for mental health that would solve our problems Mm -hmm. and to me i'm like okay cool like you're gonna open uh, you're gonna open or a space where people can go and talk, like a therapy session. Great, but like, how are you gonna get? If you can,
0: luckily, even get to that point. If right? you can get to
1: that point, yeah. How are you gonna like? If you build this, say this place where there are therapists or a clinic, um, how are we gonna get to a place where men can go there without being judged, judged,
0: stigmatized, right? stigmatized, having mental health issues, and that's a huge thing in the Tamil community yeah. too, right? Like Tamil people. Not talking about it is therapy. Like, what is therapy?
1: My um, parents were not going to meet.
0: Yeah, I I remember when. So I I have a therapist. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the best decisions I've made in my life, but I also understand how privileged I am to be able to afford Absolutely. to pay for a therapist because they're very expensive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know
0: they're they are, and especially when you're not at such a very dark place, but you realize that you have to do something. So I remember when I first started going to therapy and my mom and this is as a woman right which is to be fair is a lot easier than a man like you said there are so many more stigmas attached to it mm-hmm. but as a woman as someone who told my family who's very supportive too right so god forbid they're are a family who's not yeah and when i told her that i'm going to see a therapist she's like there's nothing wrong with you um and she took it so personally mm-hmm. as if she did something wrong and she's very upset by it not that she was mad at me, yeah. but like, because she felt she failed that I needed a therapist. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. I love you, but it's not about you. And yeah. it has nothing to do with maybe what you've done or how you've raised me. But like, that's how they perceive mental health. Yeah. So I can only imagine if someone like my brother need to see a therapist, yeah. right? Yeah. How that would be perceived because we're already considered as women in Tamil society, mm-hmm. a weaker sex. hmm So if you put these gender stereotypes of men being these strong masculine guys who have no emotions, like look at dads. A lot of Tamil dads can very clearly benefit from therapy, (laughs) right? Because it stops many of them from being great fathers. It stops them from being great partners. It stops them from being great people to themselves, Mm -hmm. right? Alcoholism, all these other things, PTSD. Yeah. So... Yeah, I know, I feel like we just, I've gone on a tangent no, with not, this, no, this it issue makes sense. too, but there's like, there are, like you mentioned, there are so many more things to address, um, I feel like this is just like the tipping point, right? Mental yeah, and there's is... like
1: so many nuances, and like that affect every sort of, um, every sort of way that people live their lives, mm-hmm. both for men and women, um, I mean, like dating came up the other day, and how toxic masculinity affects dating mm-hmm. for, um, for, uh, not, uh, opposite same heteronormative couples. Yeah. Um. Uh, and someone was talking, and this is this is going to be the funny part of this uh, podcast. But like, <laughs> people were talking about like women have got talked to me about men not eating pussy. Mm-hmm. How like Tamil men don't eat pussy, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what?
0: This is no. happening?
1: No. 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 What? One girl, like uh, uh, t- two girls, actually told me about this. They were like, yeah, like. I've been with, like, uh, sexual partners who aren't thumble, and they're the only ones who are willing to go down. Thumble guys rarely go down. And then the other one was like, or one of the, one of the, the other stories was, um, I hooked up with a thumble guy, and he refused to kiss me after I gave him head.
0: Listen, as, as a Tamil girl who's rolled in many Tamil girl circles, yeah, this is a this is norm. <laughs> like, it is a norm conversation. Yo,
1: this is toxic masculinity once again, peeking yeah. its head in the bedroom yeah. and affecting how well men perform in bed. Mm-hmm. And or it's even like, how, they,
0: how self-conscious they are about these things, like what they feel like they can and can't do. Yeah. Because they're going to be judged by someone who's not even in the room, <laughs> right? Like it affects them to the point, it affects them so much yeah. that- even in a bedroom behind closed doors or I mean anywhere, yeah. wherever you're doing it, like it affects them so much that there are other men in the back of their heads yeah. or what society thinks that they're supposed to be doing, that they can't even be comfortable enough yeah. to do whatever they want to do with their partner.
1: <laughs> my mind was blown. She was like, Yeah, this guy who I hooked up with was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I don't I don't I don't kiss uh, I don't kiss after you've done that. It's like me sucking my own dick and I'm like
0: I, I can't lie, I've heard that before, but yeah. What? So no, people, people, say, it's. I'm telling you, it's. It, I know. Yeah, sure. It's unfortunate, though. No, it's right? unfortunate, like, but it's like, unfortunate it's, to both sides. Yeah. Like you know, like clearly these, um, heteronormative couples are both suffering. Yeah. The man is suffering. Yeah. The woman is suffering. Let, let's fix ourselves, people. Um, comedy. Let's just go right into <laughs> let's it, get though, into because, it. I mean. All seriousness aside, you can still be serious, and you can still be a content creator. (laughs) You can still be a comedy... A comedy. Comedian. A comedian. You're a comedy. (laughs) Um, Comedy as a medium. Let's talk about it, because you do stand-up comedy. I do. You write. Mm -hmm. Um, We quickly mentioned in the beginning that you're doing your own show. Yeah, I am. So we'll get into that. But let's talk about comedy, the pros, the cons, and traditional Tamil comedy, because... Mm -hmm. You know, is it really Tamil comedy if you're not talking shit about girls and makeup or like, what else do they talk about? Like weight? Weight. Shade, is that like you've said? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the pros and cons in Tamil comedy. Like what is thummel comedy? Yeah.
1: Tamil comedy is uh, an amazing space. Obviously, there is so much content on there online now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where we are missing content or uh, where we, where there's an opportunity to develop into creating better content is, um, thinking about the sort of stereotypes, um, toxicity and, uh, oppressive sort of, um, frameworks that, uh, a traditional Tamil comedy is, um, perpetuating and built on. Um, and I think that's where I see the big opportunity. Um, uh, Durka and I have, uh, we started this conversation a while ago around, why? Why is there so much content that's happening? Why are people doing this shit? And um, and then of course she started uh, the New Normal comedy show in Toronto. Um,
0: Shout out to Therkah for that because that was a big step for it the Tamil community, huge. especially as Tamil woman. Huge.
1: Yeah. Um And I am forever grateful for uh, for her to give me a platform. Um, that was my first my first show was uh, was on uh, New Normal, and it really took uh, this. And it's not it's not new uh to um to the comedy world to 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 be talking about punch-up comedy and uh to talk about um how how we think about comedy in a different way that is um uh not perpetuating oppressive frameworks and things like that Mm -hmm. um but that was the starting point of the conversation around okay there's something here um and comedy comedy yeah, it's so it's, hard. It is, yeah. it is, it is, it um, is. As a medium is so effective and, and not just like you can see it uh, in advertising, in the business world, how much people are using it now. Like you can see institutions like Second City are used a lot in, in the corporate environment to um, move major um, sort of initiatives mm-hmm. through employees or through, to clients. Um, and so there's a space to use it as a medium in an interesting way and embed some of the um, uh, the learnings that people can can take of it through it um, and so that's what um, at Durka show and that's what my show and that's what we are looking to um, build on within our community around mm-hmm. uh, my, my sets in particular are focused on experiences around me around sexuality, around toxic masculinity, around gender roles um, and it's delivered in a way that's relatable to everyone we don't all have the same experiences mm-hmm. but we have the same sort of uh, constructs that we've grown up in the same sort of, we feel the same emotions and pains and things like that. So how do we build stories and tell stories that, uh, tap into that in a funny way? And so that's what we're doing.
0: Um, so comedy, Tamil comedy obviously is not new. Like Mm -hmm. it's been around. We have the sendals of the world, the gowndamonies. Um, and you know, growing up, It was all funny. It was so funny. But then, now that you're older, like you said, with even music, you start realizing, holy shit, like, wait. Wait a minute. This is, like, very um, degrading. Yeah. It's sexist. It's homophobic. Um, Transphobic. It's everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like, everything wrong with even, like, toxic masculinity. That's what it is. Um, Why do you think comedy has been rooted in just being, like, mean? Like, why is comedy... The norm of comedy perceived as just being mean to people. Because you can get
1: away with it. I think that's the biggest thing. People love to say shit that's on their mind that they would, uh, that if they didn't do in a funny way, would be offensive. And then when they do it as uh, as a joke, it can ultimately be, oh, it's just a joke. Like, Mm -hmm. it's your problem now that you're being offended. Um, And that goes for all comedians. All comedy.
0: <laughs> wow. We keep, uh, we, after, that word is stumbling us. I know, I after, think it's like, after this podcast, we're going to say this like a com- hundred times. Comedy, comedy. Comedy, comedy, comedy.
1: Comedy, comedy, comedy. Comedy. Uh, um, yeah, so like even not just like in the Tamil world, but I feel like uh, in all... In, in, I think it's a global conversation that's happening now around comedy and all these people who've been called out and people um, who then have also been called out for their personal lives because... They, on stage, they, they say something, and then they also, you know, sexually assault somebody or do some mm-hmm. s- some shit. And it's like, okay, now it's making sense. And now we can connect it th- the two. But before that, we couldn't connect the two. We we're just like, oh, that's just his act. That's just a joke.
0: Yeah, and we're very selective with that, right? Because, yeah. for instance, let's look at, look at Russell Peters, yeah. right? Uh, mainstream Canadian uh, comic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are people who love him. Because he's funny, so they say. Um, And a lot of his punchlines are ethnic communities, Mm -hmm. right? Tamil names, for instance. Um, Yet a lot of Tamil people have, or Tamil men, will have issues with that. But then we will go ahead and do something similar about (laughs) someone else, right? Because they're too, quote, dark. Or they're, quote, gay. They're like, you know, something that they're... might be different for Mm -hmm. or how we see is different, but that's funny. Yeah. So we're very selective on what we find offensive and what we don't find offensive when in reality we should just like you're are you really funny if you can't make jokes without dragging someone down? (laughs) Yeah. Right? Exactly. Um and I think it's interesting because this is not an older generation thing. We have Mm. a lot of young diaspora comics um who are very popular on social media who make tons of money, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. or not even money. They just have a lot of followers. They have influence. Um, but they do these things. They perpetuate these stereotypes and negative, um, yeah, negative like narratives around people.
1: Mm -hmm. I think the funny part is like how we consume Tamil culture and how we consume English culture is like two different sides of our brains and uh we are our, our level of tolerance for something that's said in english is completely different from what we would like c- consume in, in Tamil or the other yeah. way around um so somebody could say you know uh, a joke about i don't know like i'm trying to uh, try to think of something that they would say in Tamil that translates to english that it, when we consume in english would like for example, like women's bodies mm-hmm. are always the punchline in, in, in films. Like, um, I, I think I'm thinking of Indian or something where like Vivek is talking about, um, the big woman who comes off of the train and is like, oh, here's the, co- the compartment that's arriving. And that's fucking hilarious in Tamil. And then when you unpack it in English and you're like, whoa, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. How are we, how are we allowing him to say that? How yeah. is that funny? How is Vivek, uh... Celebrated comic when he makes jokes like that, mm-hmm. and you know, so it's it's unreal because our minds are fucked too because we're like, oh, that was funny in that context, and I maybe I laughed then, but now that I'm rewatching it now with another lens, I'm like, oh, that's- it's conditioning.
0: I think yeah. it's con- it's literal conditioning. Like I said, when growing up, you watch these Tamil movies and you, you do think, yeah. ha ha ha, it's so funny. <laughs> but I would cons- listen to like um, English speaking comics. Yeah. Say similar things in English, and then, but I automatically am like thinking, "Wow, that's fucked up, mm-hmm. right?" Yeah. So yeah, it's it's very real what you just said. Um What do you have to say though for people who would look at you, look at me, look at Thuka, yeah. look at anyone else who's on either of your shows, and be like, "Wow, these people take things too literally. They're so serious. It's just a joke. Calm down. <laughs> Not everything is that serious. Why are you politicizing everything? Yeah. Like, what the fuck?"
1: I uh, and I you know I've had people who've reached out and I was like oh people are just oversensitive and over whatever oh that
0: word that's the word I was looking for I think I like automatically <laughs> it out of my mind yeah oversensitive
1: yeah you're just oversensitive like we're just having a good time blah 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 and I always do this voice when I talk about people like that <laughs>
0: they're blah 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 yeah. blah. so it's okay
1: um, but uh, what I encourage them to do is come to the shows and when you hear and see the content that we put out and it's purposely done in a way that is not online it's meant to have human interaction part of these shows and the value that these shows add is that we can unpack these jokes after the show and i think that's my favorite part of both new normal and comedy shows i try to keep it as intimate as possible um in the sense that i'm doing this set and then after we have a drink and we talk about all the things that i talked about and so i think that's that's the other thing right like social media makes things so one-dimensional and, mm-hmm. and, and, and the character's one-dimensional, the comedian's one-dimensional. Um, so how we interpret it is
0: definitely one-dimensional. I think, I think that's dope. You're obviously a way better human than I am because <laughs> you're, you're actually telling them to come yeah. out to the show because, <clears throat> I mean, I guess it makes sense because, you know, maybe they're coming from a place where they've been raised in this mindset of how mm-hmm. comedy is supposed to be and they've never been given the opportunity to expand their horizons um so yeah I think it's dope I think you're a great human being for that amongst (laughs) other things yeah and I think Um,
1: like comedians I think uh and I'm not being critical of well I am being critical of comedians but I think comedians and people with a platform especially in diaspora need to have a sense of empathy and uh and understanding and be open to feedback and criticisms of their content and I think that's what's also missing in our community is like immediately and uh, maybe toxicity plays a role in that because a majority of these content creators are men especially Mm -hmm. in the comic world there are definitely great female online creators like but um uh, from a tamil male perspective there are lots of tamil male comics who don't take critique um uh very well Mm -hmm. and so Uh how do we how do we have that conversation with with those people who are, you know, have these influences? How are you actually um taking those notes and putting out content that is actually weighed out properly? And then there's like this clout chasing mentality as well, right? Mm -hmm. People are picking up my conversation about Carabada. So let me make a few more conversations. And then the other thing is, um not only pandering to diaspora audiences, they know when the shit does well in India and where there's like People who don't have sort of Western influences of um, what it means around all of these uh, these terms mm-hmm. and what people are dealing with here. I'm sure they're dealing with it there too, but I don't know if it's as prevalently spoken about. Yeah. And judging by the like, judging by the media that comes out of there.
0: No. It's kind of homogenous. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: So they're catering to that audience as well, but then. Our audience is consuming it. And then they use that as the frameworks to say, oh, look at all these people who support me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they don't have context.
0: They're just assholes. (laughs) Like it's,
1: they don't know better. You know better as Mm -hmm. somebody who is a diaspora content creator. So you should be doing it. And you're
0: feeding into like, especially like something like shadism, right? Yeah. Being, you know, shadist against people when you know better in the diaspora and you know how negatively it impacts people too. in those parts of the world. Um, yeah, I 100% agree. So I kind of want to go into your show because you're creating yes, your own show, which I is am. in a couple of weeks. Um, talk about it. Home.
1: home. And
0: it's only because, you know, I'm also from Scarborough, so it's really exciting. <laughs> I saw the promo video and I'm like, shout out to Scarborough. <laughs> Wrong side of Scarborough, but still.
1: It's home and sometimes the M is silent. <laughs> oh. Uh. oh.
0: Uh, but
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, there's no deeper meaning to it. No pun intended. Um, but <laughs> um, basically all of these jokes and all of the, the sets that I've been doing are very personal to me. It's around, um, obviously around sexuality, around um, uh, gender norms and toxic masculinity, all of these things I talk about in my set. Um, and without giving too much away, I think the, the uh, home is an important thing to me because uh, it's happening in Scarborough. I was born and raised in Scarborough. It is a space that needs a a, a shakeup in terms of the types of create the types of spaces we are creating for Tamil people and Tamil youth. Um, and this is my role. This is what I see as my role in um, taking part in shifting a narrative for young Tamil men and women mm-hmm. um, around what our uh, identities are, uh, what what sexuality is. Um, and bringing, uh, and having a better conversation around what it means to be, um, queer, what it means to be uh, a man, what it means to be a woman, um, and, uh, bring sort of my experiences to, uh, to home, um, where a lot of that pain and all the trauma came from. Um, so it's a f- sort of a full circle place play for me mm-hmm. uh, to 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 be there, and then of course I've uh, a lot of people who've come to the new normal and Durka show um, have been from the burbs. That's where our community is. Scarborough is Kuti Ulam. Like there are people in Scarborough, Markham, Pickering, Ajax. Um,
0: I love that. I just have to say, cutina. Yeah. Sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, it's the best fucking food. Sometimes mm-hmm. I would say, I would argue, in some of the restaurants have better food than actual point. Do you point. want to
0: drop a <laughs> a hint in hopes uh, that they'll sponsor home because they should?
1: I mean, uh, everybody knows if you fuck with Quality Bakery, um, then you know that it they have the best pastries, the best rolls, the best patties in, I would say, the world. Um, so yeah, this
0: is not brought to you by quality <laughs> bakery, but should be, please reach out to home
1: hashtag not sponsored.
0: Yeah. 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 No, I, I a hundred percent feel that as a suburban Scarborough kid born mm-hmm. and raised as well. Um, I think it's interesting that not even interesting. I think it's, it's cool. And it's an example of how, like you said, we address these issues. We address toxic masculinity and it doesn't have to be those daunting Serious discussions, right? Oh, man,
1: if I have to go to another panel again, I'll shoot myself. Wow. Like, I love... Are
0: you throwing shade (laughs) at Kat and me?
1: (laughs) Right after the last panel. I'm just kidding. No. No, I mean, like, panels are great, but they're, like, not everybody wants to come to a panel and not everybody wants to discuss these things. And that's the
0: only way to do things.
1: Yeah, and also, my story is not for free. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a show that I'm going to charge for. People aren't going to pay to come and see a panel. Let's talk
0: about that. Talk about labor. Because yeah. Because I think in the Tamil community, there is this misconception that Tamil people should be providing Tamil people with free labor. Mm. Uh, no.
1: <laughs> Creatives, uh, that's work. Yeah. You don't just fucking put shit together. Being
0: funny is work too. Being Whoa. funny
1: is work. It's my trauma, it's my life. Why yeah. I go home and cry. Like that's how that's but how funny things happen. It's, it's
0: the equivalent of someone writing a book and you buying it, right? Yeah. Like what's the difference between a comic?
1: You think just because I deliver it, like I just thought of it on the spot, doesn't mean that's what happened.
0: Yeah, like who do you think you are? <laughs> this is not free, okay? If you want something <laughs> free, then go watch YouTube.
1: Yeah. Even so then. The, so there's them. tons of people who will try to take advantage of that in our yeah. community who don't um, see creatives as um, uh, as a monetary or legitimate or legitimate, yeah. And so, and my mindset is business. I work in a corporate environment, and so I'm 100 percent a capitalist in terms of what where I need to be. I need to make money.
0: You need to survive. I, also, no, no, no. I want to kind of take it back on a second for a second yeah. when you said that. A lot of people don't see comics as legitimate. A lot of people don't see Tamil comics as mm-hmm. legitimate. We'll pay yeah. someone not Tamil. Yeah. Like a white person. Yeah, 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 We'll pay Russell Peters. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're not going to pay us Sundar. No, 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 no. But no. you will. Yeah. You're going to. <laughs> You're going to deal with Dash the Cuddy.
1: That's also amazing because uh, that you mentioned that because a lot of people have come out to New Normal and, and the shows that I've been on have said they've never been to a comedy show before. Mm-hmm. They've watched shit online, they've watched Netflix, they watch these things, you know, they've been to Kevin Hart or Russell Peters or the big mm-hmm. names that come to town, um, but they've never been to, like, an intimate, like, bar where there's, like, a guy who just comes up and, and talks and, like, how are we going to create more spaces like this yeah. where we have actually funny people mm-hmm. who aren't um, being funny at the cost of others? Um, and create more spaces like that so that more people can be
0: You know what's funny? I think I was talking to someone about this recently. Yeah. Not recently. I lied. Like, a couple years ago. Um, and we were talking about comedy shows because someone mentioned, oh, should we go to a little show? And one of the things that they mentioned about not wanting to go is because they didn't want to get called (coughs) out or made fun of. Right? And I'm like, how (coughs) tragic is that? That you have to be so worried that you're going to be made fun of. Yeah. Right? Oh, you're Tamil. (laughs) What's your last name? Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. Right. Um, okay. So that being said, home, April eleventh. April eleventh. Right? Who, home. Who's invited to it? Who can come?
1: Yeah. So home is about uh, creating a new space in Scarborough. Um, it is a two SLGBTQ plus um, event, a feminist event, um, and it's about uh, creating these spaces that are traditionally held in uh, the downtown core and held by uh, predominantly white spaces. Um, And, uh, and even even in the South Asian community, it's held by um, a North Indian narrative. And so I'm about bringing it back to us and bringing it uh, back home. bringing it back home. There you go. Um, And, uh, and, and making something for Tamil people and making a space for Tamil people um and doing my part and whatever that is so everybody is welcome Mm -hmm. if you are um somebody who is uncomfortable with those types of spaces um and uh are willing to learn you are most definitely welcome important if you are not willing to learn if you are uh, against it for whatever reasons
0: can can i say you're not welcome (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, then I would not encourage you to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are willing to learn and you are, um, you're open to the idea of your story, not being the only story out there and, uh, and listening and being empathetic to what other people's uh, lives are about, come, it's going to be fucking hilarious, but also you're going to learn something. And so don't be afraid to learn. Um, and so welcome to everybody. It is going to be an intimate setting. So, I'm most likely, and this is, it's funny for me to say this, but I will most likely sell out, um, so I'm not worried about selling tickets, but I want to make sure that uh, the audience is representative of people who've never experienced uh, a show like that before.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean... Assuming tickets are still available, um, where can they get it? I guess we could link your Instagram, and it'll be in the bio. Or I absolutely. could link the actual page if it's still available.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can. Uh, all the information is on my on my Instagram. So you should follow my Instagram. Uh, for all the men who come to creep my Instagram but don't follow me, or all the women who come to creep my Instagram but don't follow me, uh, please follow me. Uh, I'm a nice person. Support. Support me. Yeah. Um. And I am. Yeah. So follow me, uh, sh- uh, and I'm sure we'll share the links.
0: Yes, we're yeah. definitely going to include them all below.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Amazing stuff. I'm. I'm so proud of Tumble people mm-hmm. for creating n- new spaces. Yeah. Right. Th- this is a new space. Thirka, what you're creating, what Thirka created. Yeah. These are new spaces that have um, comedy, like we've said, has yeah. always existed. Yeah. But like you guys have taken something that we always complain about as being offensive and as being this and that. Mm-hmm. And you're actually doing something about it. Yeah. Right?
1: I think the also the, the other beauty, uh, the, the beautiful part of my show is that um, it's going to be uh, Tamil-centric. And I mm-hmm. forgot to mention that. Well, um, yeah. So what that means is uh, there'll be a lot more Tamil-speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and there'll be a lot of sort of inter-Tamil jokes that people like we would get. Relatable. Relatable um, content that is related uh, and catered for us as mm-hmm. opposed to catering for anybody who is not or at our them, expense or or at our expense.
0: yeah right? so awesome. Yeah. um yeah, I guess like just to wrap it up, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about uh, as just a final note, how we as a community, mm-hmm. um as a collective, you know, a collective that we are as a thermal diaspora community, can do to basically address these things. And I think we've touched on them throughout the episode, um yeah. whether it be about supporting, young boys, and even young men, and even older men, right? And the comedy show, like, creating spaces, creating um, avenues to kind of navigate these for people, being women, how we can also not play into these toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. traits and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Feminism. You said that the show was a feminist show. Um, Home was a feminist show. I wanted to mention, because I know sometimes... When I talk about men, or I have like when I did the crossover episode, people yeah. are like, "I thought this was a feminist podcast," and I'm like, "It's a podcast that's directed towards a diaspora from a feminist thermal perspective. Yeah. It's not a feminist thermal woman identified person perspective. Right? Feminist perspective. Yeah. Men can be feminist. Men can Let's be feminist. Let's break that. You know, toxic Absolutely. masculinity. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like quick three. If you can say three things that we can start doing today mm-hmm. to kind of combat. Toxic masculinity, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. um, First of all, I want to say that I don't have the answers to like to that question as a whole. I don't Mm -hmm. think anybody has the answers, but there are small steps that I think we can take as a community. And of course, first of all, is talking um, and talking about it and uh, being active within your families, within your friends groups, within uh, people who are raising children Around these sort of things. And then monitor and see how your, your children and the kids that are growing up around you are acting around you. Mm-hmm. You can see that from a very young age that boys are sort of restricted in how they play, how they behave. They sort of like if they do something different, they'll, they'll give you a look. For approval or or something like that. So, mm-hmm. sort of study that and think about why that is and how you can combat that and w- what sort of conversations you can have. Right. Um. And uh, so that's one way to do it. Um. What else? Um. From a media perspective, think critically about what you are consuming. Mm-hmm. Unfollow accounts that um perpetuate this type of right. uh, oppression. And uh, you don't necessarily need to be the advocate of, you know, calling people out or or or, or, or dragging people or whatever the social media culture is of, around, of, of criticizing people. Yeah. You just don't need to follow them. You can block them. You can do whatever you want. Um, but that I think that in and of itself is a good actionable item for our community.
0: Yeah. And how right? about as a creator?
1: Yeah. As a creator... Um, <clears throat> Especially people who think that this is, like, such a... This will take away from your creativity. Uh, I want to encourage you to to look... I want to first off say no. Because mm-hmm. that is not what's going to happen. I think you're going to get even better content. You're going to relate to a lot more people. You're going to get a lot more subscribers and likes and shares and all that bullshit. Um, because you're creating content that everybody can relate to. Right. So... Why wouldn't you, as a content creator, create content that more people can fuck with?
0: Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, amazing conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah. For like,
1: of course, thank you sharing I
0: mean... this labor with us. It's a lot. It's a lot of. It's a lot to talk about. And obviously, you've gotten emotional through the episode, which I think is amazing. <laughs> that um, you're willing to open up to us and yes. you're sharing this with us, and hopefully, it impacts many other people, which I'm sure it will. Yes. Um so super grateful. Yes. for having you here. Thank there. you. And
1: I hope that the other the other piece that I wanted to add is like I hope these conversations are also happening in Tamil mm-hmm. because um that is a a big piece that's missing. As someone who is fairly bilingual, um if uh wherever there's opportunity to sort of bridge the gap in those spaces, hit me up. Like mm-hmm. I'm willing to willing to start those conversations in Tamil to to my best of my abilities.
0: So that's how my piece of it. Um, <laughs>
1: Kadai konon mana, message
0: apaikisolosamulla.
1: Ah, ada mateng kat but uh, message. We <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, not Yeah. Orala juga thamu kadai paman, Mudinja. Mudinja la juga but iepri pat. Visheng. Vishenggalatamulla, nanggal katanya kadai konum, not I
0: think. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yes. Nandri. Mm.
0: Oh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Um Thank you all for listening um, and being a part of this conversation because this is something that we all should be having. Um and on that note, make sure to check out Home, the first ever show on April eleventh. I can't wait to be there and hopefully I'll see some of you. Yes,
1: thank you.